Hey everybody, Stephen here from The Truth About Dyslexia. In today's episode, I want to talk about being socially awkward. Now, this is a podcast that did ages ago, and it's one that gets picked up a lot. And, and what that says to me is that there's a lot of people in the community who feel socially awkward, <laughs> and they're just trying to understand why they feel that way, and is it to do with dyslexia? So in today's episode, we're going to dive deep into this, and I'm going to talk through five key points uh, that I've discovered through my journey that might shed some light into how you feel. So let's get into it. Okay, let's dive into today's episode. Now, when I first did this 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 podcast uh, title topic, whatever you want to call it, uh, I was doing it for myself because I felt socially awkward. I felt like I don't know if there was something wrong with me. Or I didn't interact like everyone else. Uh, some things I felt like I was better at. Other things I felt I was worse at. And there was a bunch of things that came to me. So I did a bunch of research. I started to understand dyslexia and look at it from this perspective. And after sitting down for about two and a half minutes, I came up with five you know, let's be honest, I didn't spend hours on this. I, I know this stuff. So I had the five topics that um, really stood out to me and a few stories around them that I want to share with you just to see if you feel like any of these fit you. Now, just be aware dyslexia doesn't present exactly the same in everyone. We all have a little bit of uh, probably a bit of ADHD, autism, throw everything else out there. But here are the five things that I noticed from my research. And I'll try and dive a little bit into why they happen for those with dyslexia. So the first one I've written down here is I'm terrible. I think I used a different word at small talk. I really struggle to um, just have a conversation for the point of having a conversation. It bores me to death. It seems stupid. I just really personally struggle with it. And I always think back to like going and sitting in a car with a, a taxi or an Uber Uber driver and having those awkward conversations. Like I, I go I go to how's your day? What's the weather like? After that, I've got nothing. I really don't care. You know, I don't, I, I struggle heavily to talk about, um, about that stuff. It just is not easy for me. It is challenging and I don't like it. And so when I go to bigger events, you know, I'll, I have very common questions I've built up like, oh, what do you do for work? Uh, you know, and like really like, the same thing every single time. It's literally a learned behavior because I struggle with it and I don't really see the point of it. I would much rather the people I love talking to are people where I can have deeper conversations. That's why I love this podcast. These are pretty deep conversations, even though I'm having them with a microphone, you know, um, and I can do those all day long. I love them, um, those type of things. But the way my brain works, it just does not like that. Um, now, I've heard different reasons for it between ADHD and dyslexia and a bit of autism. Uh, but it's just the brain is, you know, looking at it from a logical point of view and it can't work out why you should do it. <laughs> it's kind of like computer says no. I don't have a reason for it, but it seems to be very common among the neurodiverse. That's the first point I want to share. The second is, is basically how we communicate. Now, one of the other, you know, feeling socially awkward, if you're not able to communicate concisely, 
um, in big groups. Like if you think socially awkward could be at a meeting, a big meeting at work, it could be at an event, uh, could be something social, could be, say you're dating someone and you can't really explain yourself very well. Um, and you're getting confused in your words. We literally had someone come through the Facebook page today um, who was saying they were confusing the words they were hearing um, and saying. So they were saying something, they were getting it repeated back, and they say, no, I didn't say it like that, I said it like something else. Now, the way we think we say things and the way it comes out of our mouths isn't always connected. You know, we, we put our foot in our mouths more than anyone because as, I, as I've said in other podcasts, our brains operate at a much quicker speed. The dyslexic mind is visual. It operates at six times the average. Now converting that into words out your mouth is a pain. You see it in my podcast. There'll be times where I'll, I'll say something that I didn't mean. You know, or I'll say something the wrong way around. And that's okay if you know how it works and, you know, we get past it. But you can understand why it would make you a bit self-conscious why you would think, oh, maybe I shouldn't speak up in big groups. Maybe I should just oh, just be quiet. You know, it, it forms a way of thinking about yourself, especially until you dig deeper, understand how it works. Forgive yourself and start to work on a few techniques around it. But again, there are other podcasts I've done on that topic. So that's, that's another thing. And these are all things that build up to the social awkward, you know, I would say like kind of internal intuitional feeling about ourselves. Now, the third one is probably the biggest one, is is not feeling good enough about ourselves because of heaps of mistakes over our lives, you know, that we've all had to endure, and we become chameleons, we wear masks in social situations. Now, this is the big, big one. You'll hear autistic speakers talk about this, you will hear... Uh, ADHD speakers and and dyslexics. This seems to be common across the neurodiverse spectrum. So uh, and it definitely doesn't change with dyslexia because our brains are naturally all working quicker. Um, what's happening is our brain's trying to feel safe, um, and we don't always trust ourselves because we've had so many negative experiences. You know the old adage: the dyslexic child has been told. They've been wrong 20,000 times more than the non-dyslexic child. Um, so over all these years, we've learned that we're not good enough. You know, I'm saying that because that's how many of us, you know, talk to ourselves. Even if we don't even realize it, that's what's going through our heads at some, you know, some subconscious level, um, that we have to wear a mask. And many of us become very good at mimicking the people around us in social. And if anything, this in some parts is actually a, a really smart thing to do. You know, people don't like to attack people like themselves, right? So if we become like the people around us, the influences around us, we will be safe. So our brain's actually operating in our best interests, and it's pretty amazing how well it operates. But, but it leads to a bunch of other issues around struggling to understand who we are, work out our why, our, you know, all this other stuff. But it's, this is basically a, a safety tool because we feel socially awkward. We don't feel good enough. We put on the mask. I'm seeing this a lot with, with our six and a half year old at the moment, depending who she is hanging around with, how much she mimics that, that kid's behavior. It's amazing. Like it's literally a mirror is staring at her. 
and um, and we're seeing this more and more again. And I'm sure it's only going to grow as she gets older because she's trying to stay safe. And this is common across everyone. It just happens a lot for the neurodiverse mind. Because we find it so easy to mimic, we think, why not do it more? Um, it'll make us you know, survive those social situations even when we're not good enough. So if you've experienced that, it's absolutely normal. Your brain's doing it as a safety mechanism. Um, but, you know, again, th that's another topic I could really extrapolate out because, you know, when you get into the question of, of how do you work out what you really want in life, who are you, what's your identity, and many dyslexics, where they struggle is they can't work that out, so life becomes very hard. But there's more on that. If you want to hear more about that, uh, dig through the pod. Um, number four, and this this is more of the uh, ADHD side of things, but again, dyslexia and ADHD are very close friends. Um, even if you're slightly ADHD, maybe not even diagnosable, um, this could still affect you, is that things in social situations can seem really boring and slow. You know, if you're in a, if you're in a social situation and you've started, and my dad does this a lot, you hear people, you know, starting to talk about something, your dyslexic and ADHD brain has already filled in the gaps. It already thinks it knows what that person's about to say and kind of to a point stops listening and you prepare for yourself to speak. <laughs> you're, you're like, hurry up. I want you to get to the end of your sentence so I can keep going. You know, that happens a lot. That's what, This has taken me so many years to get better at because I am so naturally bad at it. I um, used to be exactly that way where I'd over talk people um, because it was just too slow, you know, and, and it still happens when I when I do a podcast interview, we'll talk over each other. I'm, I'm definitely, as I say, better than I was. But, you know, if something bores me or I think I've got the next step in it and I'm like, hurry up, hurry up. My brain is like, I need this to move quicker. So you can see how that makes us a bit socially awkward. If you're always over talking someone or in other times you're under talking because you're worried about over talking and then you're under talking, over -talking it just keeps going. Right. And so, you know, it's pretty much definition of socially awkward is you're not kind of fitting into the model. So that's a real massive one. The fifth one that I think really steps into being socially awkward is being able to pick up the emotional energy of the people you're around, you know, Dyslexia really leads to very intuitive people. Our brains are visual, they're emotional, they operate more heavily in that space. Does this mean everyone else doesn't? No, that's not what I'm saying, but we definitely lean into it. And what you find with dyslexia and a lot of, a lot of other neurodiversity is it more turns up parts of the system. It's not like you've got a brand new system. You know, everyone works with their visual mind to a point. Everyone works with their symbolic mind to a point. It's just kind of the split of it. We're much, much more heavily visual, and that leads into more of this emotional feeling connected to our visual mind that we can't always understand why it's connected because it's so fast, right? And if you're in a room of people trying to be social, you can sometimes pick up a massive amount of negative energy. If everyone's feeling really bad, you can feel super bad for them or with them, and you pick that up. The same can be getting overexcited in certain scenes where it doesn't actually help you or serve you to be overexcited. You know, to be like a good business person or a good CEO, you've got to stay, you've got to work out how to learn how to be emotionally level. Because if you go up and down, it can really challenge you as a business person. 
And you kind of see this with dyslexic entrepreneurs, the really young ones, the business owners, those people, the real young ones out there are very emotionally reactive. They're up and down, you know, their business kind of follows their emotional moves. And then um, as they get older and wiser and they go, okay, their picture starts to become clearer, should we say, they're a lot more firm in what they believe, that emotional bandwidth does change. But naturally, that's not the way they operate. So again, emotional energy being picked up in social situations is challenging. And you know, this is what leads to being socially awkward. Now, all of these things are pieces of the social awkward puzzle. You may feel like you're wearing a mask, which is usually the big one. You might find that you feel terrible communicating. So that's your big one around feeling socially awkward. Or maybe you just hate small talk and you just want to get rid of, you just, you just try and stay away from social situations because you just can't be bothered and you'd rather just stick with a few close friends. All of these things are, uh, are kind of side effects of, of it. And so, you know, you might, you know, and, and you know, you throw into this on top of it, being an introvert or an extrovert, you know, I'm in more of an introvert. My dad's more of an introvert. We've learned with our masks, how to be extroverted when we need to. Like you probably listen to this podcast and go, he's really confident. Well, sometimes I can be. It's, this is a character that I've developed to express myself. And, you know, that's how I get by with it. I wear this mask and I've learned to become comfortable with a few different masks in my life. Um, but naturally I'm introverted. Naturally I need time away. I need my alone time to regenerate. That's how I operate. Um, others, like my mother, needs extroversion. She needs to be around people. That's what builds her up. You know, that external validation is vital to her. She needs it. So you add all of these layers. There's, let's just say there's a lot to it. So dyslexia in itself, does it make you socially awkward? I don't know. I, don't th I, think, it, I think it adds to it. I think it increases the likelihood. Your majority of those with neurodiversity have some level of social awkwardness, in my opinion. Some level. Some of them are better at showing it. Some of them are better at hiding it. Some are much more convincing with their masks. Um, and if I was to say, you know, how does it fit in? I would say, yes, you're more likely to have a socially awkward challenge. But what I would say is, is dig deeper into those five pieces I've talked about. This challenges with small talk, communication, not feeling good enough so you wear a mask. Are you getting overly bored at slow conversations? Is it just painful? And do you find yourself picking up a heap of emotional energy? If you start to go, yes, 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 then it is affecting you, right? It is making an impact. And the first thing I would say is become aware of it. As I say, dig deeper into this podcast, dig deeper into other, other information because, you know, knowing yourself more, you can give yourself more room. When you understand yourself, you give yourself more room, you can start to find the solutions. Many of us jump straight to the solutions before we really take time to dig deeper into why we're feeling a certain way and why it's happening. Because once, it, once you realize that, the actual solutions are a lot simpler. But that's what I want to share today, guys, around being socially awkward. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you think it can help, please share it on. We really appreciate it. Thank you for all the people that reach out to me on truthaboutthesexy.com. I really, really appreciate it. And I'll be back next week.